First Chronicles 27 and 1. The Bible says, And the children of Israel, according to their number, the heads of fathers' houses, the captains of thousands and hundreds, and their officers, served the king in every matter of the military divisions. These divisions came in and went out month by month throughout all the months of the year. Each division having 24,000. Let's skip down to verse 28 of 1 Chronicles 27, verse 28. Verse 28. Baal-Hanan, the Gedorah, was over the olive trees and the sycamore trees that were in the lowlands. Our focus scripture for this morning, Joash was over the store of oil. I want to minister this morning a message entitled Keepers of the Oil. Keepers of the Oil. Be seated. We have entered into a new season. And you've heard that so much. Just stay there for a minute. You've heard that so much that many of us have begun to push it aside. Every year, some kind of preacher or believer is saying, it's new. It's a new season. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But for many of us, what was stated of new remained old. Talk back to me. What, 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 what was stated was a fresh moment seemed like the same old moment. One of the things that I've seen that's very clear to me is that when God opens up a new moment for you, there also comes new assignments and I'm getting a little bit, a, bit of, a bit ahead of myself but for every new assignment there is new oil I'm going to say that again for every new season there is new assignments and every new assignment there is new oil for every new season there are new assignments and for every new assignment there is new oil that God gives to you, thank you first First Chronicles, if you were to go over to chapter number 23, you would step into a very interesting story as King David is now getting old. And knowing that his death is imminent, he begins to set order in his regime. Makes a decision that I want this one to go into this place. I want this one to go into this position. I want this one to go into that position. So they were in a process that these men who had fought for David all of these years were now about to be set up in order to serve his son. So they begin to align everybody together and everybody's waiting on their posts. Many of these gentlemen have served for literally years, decades in the king's army. But now it's a new season. And in the new season is coming a new assignment. Are you following with me? It's a new season. There are new people that are about to be in place. There's a new king that's about to take uh, authority and take the position. And because of that new king, there requires now new positions. And as the new positions are established, people are shuffled around. People who used to do this in the army or do this in war where the war wasn't happening any longer like it was happening before. So their jobs and their positions had changed a bit. 
So they were waiting for their assignment. Give me Mario. Give me uh, uh, Chris. Give me um, Brandon. Quickly, move. Come, come to me. Uh, um, give me both Brandons. Uh, give me Prophet uh, Man over there. I'm talking to you. One turning around. Look at me. I can't think of your name now. Come on. Yes. And uh, give me. Come on, son. I want you to get in the back of the line. Everybody line up facing me. How many of you have ever played a sport before? Okay, I didn't. Bless you. And uh, don't make me less of a man either. That's why y'all got broken ankles and toes and everything else. My body is whole. I got a work to do for the kingdom. Um, amen. God bless you. There is a, uh, there's a certain time that gets uncomfortable at times. It's, it's the time, especially when you're playing just with friends, it's the time to pick the team. The time to pick the team, right? And when the time comes to pick the team, at least I played at P.E. I hated P.E. <laughs> with all my heart. When P.E. came, I was like, the devil is a liar. And this person that's trying to teach me physical education. I'm sick of all of you. <laughs> and so I was, the reason why I hated it is because I was always the last person because everybody knew I had no skills worth nothing. So I was the last person to be picked. Now, it didn't bother me because I was like, go on out there, hurt yourself. I don't give a horse's tail. I don't care what you do. I don't feel no kind of way. But most people feel some kind of way about being picked last. Most people, when it's time to be picked, they want to be picked first or at least somewhere in the middle. Nobody wants to be the last person. Right? And nobody wants to get the position that nobody wants. Are you saying that? So, so we want to get the best positions. We want to get the best moments. This is what it was. It was time now for King David to regulate the system. And he started readjusting the team. And he said, he said you know, this one is going to handle this. And this one, I'm going to put you over here. This one, I'll put you over there. So, for instance, and once I tap you and give you a sign, you go back to your seat. He tells him, hey, you, I'm going to put you over the sycamore trees. All right, sycamore trees. Okay, I'm going to hang out with the sycamore trees. I'm with that. I'm with that. You, I'm going to put over the king's treasury. You, you're going to handle the money. Okay. So, they're like, yeah, I'm going to handle money. I can do that. I'm with that. I appreciate that assignment. I can do that. I can do that. You're going to handle the king's storehouse, wherever he keeps all his precious jewels and everything else. Bless you. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. And so everybody's getting their assignment, if you will. And, uh, and in the back of the line is this guy named Joash. Joash is watching everybody get their assignment. The king is saying, you are going here, you're going here, and Joash is in the back like, no, 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 come back. I didn't give you an assignment. I just said your name. Don't mess up my demonstration. <laughs> so jo- I'm like, where did Joash go? My God. <laughs> so so Joash... Joash, he's in the back like, waiting for mine. Can't wait for when he calls my name. How many of you have felt like God's been calling everybody's name but yours? You can fake if you want to. I know you're in here. 
Some of you have been experiencing life right now and you're like, why is God seeming like he's choosing everybody else? But what about me? You can act like that if you want to. Some of y'all are like, where my man? Hello, somebody. Some of y'all are like, where my woman at? Where my, where my business at? Some of you are like, where's my family at? Where's my healing at? Where's my breakthrough? Look at your neighbor and say, quit playing, quit playing. You know you've been there before. We have been at places where it's like, God, I am waiting for you to say my name. Say my name. Say my name. I've been waiting. So he comes, Joash is in the back, he's waiting for his assignment because he's excited. He's like, I served the king well, surely I'm about to get the spot that everybody wants. That's some of you. You're like, I've been saved for 20 some years. I worked in every area you could think of working in a church. I deserve my moment. Surely, after serving God all this time, I'm going to get my breakthrough. And the thing what you consider breakthrough oftentimes is whatever you want your life to look like. Don't mean that it line up with God's plan and will. Come on, let's just talk really here. It don't, it don't mean that that's what God wants for you. But what we're saying our breakthrough is, is whatever I want, God, give, give it to me. So the Lord comes, uh, the king comes and, you know, your, your assignment is... You're going you're gonna to manage, you're going to do security uh, uh, for all the king's wives. Bless you. It's a lot of them. Um, your, 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 your assignment is that you're going to handle the king's wardrobe. Here's your ass. Waiting. Calling my name. I'm next. I'm next. Oh, they about to give me my assignment. This thing about to be hot. It's going to be hot right now. It's a fan. I've never seen so many people fan. It's hurt your life before. And so, so he's waiting. He's waiting for his assignment. He's waiting for his name to be called. And when they get to Joash, we find ourselves again in 1 Chronicles 27, 28. And they get to Joash, and they go, Joash! He's like, yes. It's, it's, it's here. It's here. You are going to be over the store of oil. Now stay here. Some of us, some of us, like I don't get why that's a problem. Because you don't understand that the store of oil was in the cellar. Everybody else's assignments was above ground. My assignment, even if it was for the king's wardrobe, somebody can see me move his clothes. Come on. Even if I'm handling all the king's wives, somebody going to see me standing there in security. But when you talk about the cellar, I'm being placed in a place where nobody can see me. You can imagine Joash's situation because I've served the king well, but then you're going to stick me in a spot in the cellar? You're going to stick me in a spot where nobody can see. And so many people are going through life and you're watching everybody else seem like they're on the main stage. Everybody else seems like everybody can see what they're doing and everybody can see what's happening. And you're excited about it. 
You're, you're, you're seeing everybody else's breakthrough and you're like, good for them. And, and look at this happen. Even, even Instagram is concerned about you. They're testing right now in other countries. Taking likes off where you cannot see, where people cannot see how many likes you have. Because they're concerned about the mental damage that it's doing to people around the world. Because you're overly concerned. How much y'all don't want this? You are overly concerned about how much people like and care about what you're doing. So even Instagram getting enough sense to say, let's test this thing out. Let's beta test this because these people are losing it. Comparison. Everybody else got this, the assignment out front where everybody else can be seen. But my assignment is down in the cellar. My assignment is underground. My assignment is what nobody can visibly see what it is that God is doing in my life. The cellar is a subterranean vault. It's an underground chamber in the city. The thing about the cellar, write this down, is that the cellar is dark, lonely, damp, and cold. The place where I was set by God. Many of us feel right now, if you'll be honest, I know you're faking the day and waving your hand by faith. But the truth is, you feel like the space around you has been dark. Some of us, you felt like this thing that God has ordained me to be, I feel like I'm by myself in it. One of the greatest games the devil plays is that in the call of God, he tries to make you feel like you're by yourself. He steps in and tries to convince you nobody else understands, nobody else knows. And then you and your silly self start saying it. Say amen to me. You, you, you start saying it. I'm, I mean, don't nobody get what I'm going through. Don't nobody. Yeah. So you're the only person in all of eternity. With all the millions of billions of people that have entered the earth realm. You're the only person that ever had this problem. Look at somebody say, get your life, please. But here the devil wants us to feel like you're alone and you're by yourself. It's underground. It's dark. It's lonely. It's damp. It's cold. You don't get many visitors in the cellar. Nobody's coming on lunch break to the cellar. When the king say it's lunchtime, don't nobody come down there and be like, how you doing, Joe Ash? You having a good time down here in the cellar? Nobody wants to come to the place that seems like it's down. The cellar was the lowest rank you could get. When a team is in the cellar, it means you can't get any lower than this. You're at the bottom of the list. And many of us in the room have hated the place God has called us to. Because the place that God has called us to, we felt like it is the lowest place you could be. Interesting thing about Joash that he was assigned to the cellar, and in the cellar, there was oil. At first glance, his assignment is the worst assignment you could get. Until you understand the power of the oil. The oil was the most precious treasury in all of Israel. 
The oil was the thing that not only made the lights run, the oil was also the thing that helped for them to cook their food. The oil was also the thing that was set up to keep things warm and light. If he didn't handle the oil correctly, then the entire kingdom was going to be affected by how he managed or mismanaged what was in the cellar. Y'all don't get it yet. People may not be able to see what God is doing in me. But the reason why God put me down in the dark place is because he trusted me. Because he knew what he was giving me to manage, what he was giving me to handle was not only going to affect me, but it was about to affect the whole kingdom. Y'all ain't getting this yet. Some of you are upset about your assignment, but you don't know that the reason why God separated you, hello God, the reason why God set you apart, the reason why God put you in a place where everybody else wasn't, because he had to prepare you for a call that was not just going to affect you, that was not just going to affect your family life, but there is something locked on the inside of you that's going to shift nations, that's going to change cities, that's going to change whole people groups. If you can just handle yourself in the dark. Everybody wants the lights. Everybody wants the lights. Sit down, son. But if you sit down, if you can just be seated and become comfortable in what he's placed you in in this moment. If you, if you can just be comfortable in what he placed you in in this moment, you got to stop the comparison. You got a new car. I got an old car. Who cares? I don't know what you did to get that car. huh? I don't know what kind of booty call that was or anything that took place. Y'all ain't saying nothing in here. Y'all do special things for special things. And people are out here doing all kind of stuff. I don't know what it took for you to get that car. What kind of favor for a favor? Y'all ain't said nothing. I, I don't know. Y'all ain't said nothing in here. So I can't compare what I have to what you have. Ooh, glory. There was a time in my life where I handled myself, Natalie, in a big, strong comparison spirit. While I was looking at what everybody else was doing and watching how their thing was growing and how their thing was impacting and how their thing. And I felt like at that time, nobody sees what God is using me to build. And I felt like no matter how many thousands of people that I'm reaching on a regular basis and I, I'm touching this person and that person in our community, I felt like at times in my life, nobody sees it. And these people who don't even care about folks who walk by the home and don't feed nobody who all they care about is building their little temple and building their little church and all they care about is the four people that's in there or the thousands that's in there but they don't really care about changing the city and the community I'm talking about how I used to talk God I don't understand why you got me out here and I'm doing all it, but nobody seems to see what I am doing and sometimes the Lord has to keep you in the place of obscurity in the cellar because he has to prepare you differently because you're handling one of the most precious things that the people around you need. <laughs> you, he, he, has to, he has to keep you in the, oh my, my, my. He has to hear you, Lord. He has to, he has to keep you in a place where nobody sees you. Because if I can keep you in that dark place, listen to me, God does his best work in the dark room. 
Yeah. Because when it's in the dark and nobody seems to be there, he has you to himself. And that's what some of you been fighting against. You've been fighting against God having you to himself. I'm preaching in here no matter if you say amen or not. You've been fighting against him having you to himself. That's why you don't like to sell up because you want to be where everybody else is. And you want to be around the noise. And you want to be around the loudness. But sometimes God says, I got to pull you out of the loud place and put you where it's quiet so you can hear me. And so sometimes it's too loud out there. Yeah. Sometimes it's too loud out there. It's the noise in your head. It's the noise in your family's head. It's the noise in everybody else's head around you. And everybody's talking and everything's loud and everything's moving and everything is happening. And God is like, no, I want to bring you to the place where it's quiet. You have thought that the silence was a punishment. God told me to tell you that the silence was a gift. He said, I had to bring you, you preaching sermon. Thank you, sermon. I had to bring you to a place where the rest of the voices were gone. So I could set you up to handle my treasure. Joash is in the cellar. The thing about Joash, he didn't realize this, but Joash was assigned to the cellar at birth. He had hit all these other kinds of assignments that he had done, but God, before the king understood it, before the king ever called his name, God calls for the parents of Joash to name him Joash. Like, I don't get what you mean, apostle. And the name Joash means it was bestowed upon me. And all another definition was the king has blessed me. Here's the next definition. Another definition was uh, Jehovah has given me the cellar. What you've got to understand is that when it's your time and your assignment, you can't look at it through natural eyes. You can't look at it and wonder, oh my God, I wish I had it like this and I had it like this. God said, you got to look with the eyes of the spirit and realize that I had put your assignment in your mama's mouth. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I had already called you this from your birth before any man in the earth was ever living. And let's go over here and talk to brother Jeremiah. And he told Jeremiah before you were ever in your mother's womb, I gave you an ordination. And what I'm causing for people to do in the earth realm is to catch up with what I already said about you. <laughs> and if you would just connect yourself with the heart of God, I feel the anointing. If you would just connect yourself with the heart of God and stop worrying about everybody else and what they said about you. And worrying about if I can get it faster and if I can make that happen and how I thought I would have that by now. And if you would just listen clearly to the voice of God and you will find out that God has already assigned you before men ever knew about it. God had already called you before any man in the earth ever said it. And that's the problem. You don't want to connect with the voice of God and you've been looking for earthly affirmation to tell you everything that God said but what I hear the Lord saying is come up here come up to the place where I am and if you'll come up a little bit higher you'll hear my voice like you've never heard it before and if you'll come up a little bit higher you'll find that I have some secrets to tell you and if you'll come up a little bit higher you'll find that I have something to whisper to you and it might not sound like the voices around you and it might not sound like how I'm talking to that one and it 
might not sound like I'm talking to that one, but I have a special message for you. That what I called you to do, it doesn't matter who sees it and who does not see it. I've ordained you from birth to do what I destined you to do. And there's a special treasure for you. Yeah, he says, hallelujah. He says, listen, I've set up this thing for you from birth. So the king just aligned with what's been called his entire life. He was playing in the sandbox. He was playing in the sandbox, and then God was speaking over him. Every time somebody said his name, Jehovah has given me the cellar. Uh, It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks about my assignment. Can I tell you that there have been people who have looked at my assignment and frowned upon it? There are people who have looked at my assignment and felt like, you know what, there has to be a faster way. But when I found out in history, I can't really prove it in scripture, and I'm not telling you that it's doctrine. But what I'm telling you from following, I'm going to tell you what I found from following lives, that God takes his time with the special ones. Y'all, Apostle John came here a couple of weeks ago and said and there was a time where there was a special anointing that was coming upon the people. There was a special assignment. And as I watch now, that God begins to take his time. There's always a fast route. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You can always skip a step but I believe that when God takes his time with you there's something special he's ordained you to do I need you to look at your neighbor who is sick of me and this heat and tell him there's a special assignment there's a special assignment Joash in the cellar in the cellar he was assigned to the oil but every new season it's a new assignment for every assignment there's new oil he was in charge of the oil that doesn't mean a lot to you until you understand how the oil connects to the anointing uh, yes the oil was used for many different things But one of my most favorite things that the oil was used for, or what it represented, was the anointing. And as I've taught you before, the anointing is compared to the olive because of the process by which the oil flows out of the olive. You understand this. You guys are Bible scholars. You understand this. That, 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 that 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 the oil only comes out of the olive when it is... When it's pressed, you, God has called you to be a keeper of the oil. Um, and, and if you're going to be one that keeps the oil, like Joash was destined to do, you've got to understand the thing that you have called to keep is the thing he's going to make you familiar with. You're not getting it. Some of you were processed a certain way because of your certain assignment. Some of you ran in gangs and shot people and killed them. Listen, I know some murderers in here. I see it. And God, I got nervous. And God rescued you and pulled you out. But he allowed your process to be that process 
because how special your assignment was and who he had called you to. Is anybody getting this today? He allowed some of you to process through depression. Why? Because he said, I had to send you back to a special people so that you would sit down with them and walk them through their process. The thing that he calls you to, he'll allow your process to mirror it. You preaching, boy. It's something that begins to happen. As a keeper of the oil, now your process is like the oil. You are crushed so that the oil can flow. Where everybody else is shouting and screaming, you're going through your crushing. Where everybody else seems like it's just coming to them so easy, you're going through your crushing. But here's my prophetic word to you. Do not deny the process of the crushing. Do not deny the process that God took you through. Don't you look at your process and say, I don't want it. Don't you look at your process and try to bypass it. Don't you look at your process and try to grab somebody else's process. The way that God decided to take me was the way he had to take me. You hear me? He had to take me a certain way because there were going to be a certain type of person that I had to go and reach, that I had to pull into purpose and destiny, who didn't understand what it, what it looked like to just shoot right up he had to take me through a process that seemed grueling a process where it seemed like nothing was going right a process where it felt like every city I went in that I didn't succeed at the level he wanted me to succeed but he said I'm going to bring you into a place now son where I'm about to shoot you to the place of prominence now because there was going to be a group of people around who process wasn't like everybody else who just skipped to the front but he said there's some people who have been in a place where they have been watching and wondering how am I going to get there and how am I going to make it there and I'll cause for you to go through your process so that you can reach back and pull them in to the place of promise my process Joash was put over the store of the oil there is no anointing without crushing Y'all ain't shouting now. There is no anointing without process. You got to make a decision. Am I just going to be just another believer? Am I just going to be just another church goer? Or am I going to change the world? And if I'm going to change the world, listen to me, you can't do it without the anointing. Oh my God. If I'm going to change the world, I can't do it without the anointing. There are people who are doing their best and they've got the lights and they've got the cameras and they've got the followings and they've got the books. Appreciate your book signing, but I'm looking for the anointing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They got this, that, and the other. And people are running to it and I have nothing wrong with the mega church, nothing wrong with the large church because I consider myself on my way. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So I have nothing, no problem at all with thousands of people and I don't believe that every Every mecca church don't believe in God and every mecca church don't is not preaching the truth. That's a lie that small churches try to say because they ain't got nobody. I can't you know. Yeah, but, but the truth, because people say it about me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. They say about us when I look six, seven hundred. And they say, well, that's because Dumas be over there playing and he don't really speak the truth. And that's why all of the millennials like to go over there with Dumas because he don't really be talking about nothing. You must have not ever visited my church, fool. Because the reality is that there is the truth that's being proclaimed. But when people can't figure out why you got what you've got, they try to align and come up with other excuses of why you got it. 
The anointing requires a process. Ooh, I feel the glory. You, you shouldn't be friends with people that ain't processed. You shouldn't marry an unprocessed individual. You shouldn't, you, you shouldn't start a business with an unprocessed person. You understand? In order for me to connect with you, uh, you've got to have to have a process uh, by which it has produced the oil for what it is that God called you to do. There's, there's, there's a process for the anointing. The anointing is defined as the smearing of oil. And for every assignment, there is oil assigned to it. There's something that God has placed upon your life that is supernatural and beyond this world. And he's designated for you to desire to walk in the anointing. In order to walk in the anointing, I need you to find somebody who's who just, you know, they're sick of hearing about this process thing. And tell them, God requires of you. You're requiring of God. You're giving God a list of requirements. But God said, if you're going to walk where I told you to walk, then I require of you. This, this, which, uh, this is for the few that want to hear this today. The anointing will cost you everything. Lord, help me to preach it. The anointing will cost you everything. This is what Jesus was talking to the boys. And he was saying, hey, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to, if you're going to follow me, you got to leave all that stuff. He said, if you follow me, I'll make you what you should be. But I got you, I, got, I need you to drop who you thought you have been. I need you to drop the idea you had of yourself. He said, you follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, you think you're doing something by catching these fish in the sea. But I'm going to turn you into something you never thought you would be, Bars. It's important for you to understand that God has designated you to walk into a place and into a spot that's going to require for you to drop you there and find out that that wasn't you in the first place. But the you that he called you to be looks totally different. I wish I'll say it, man. The you he called you to be don't look nothing like what it used to put my towel back where it was. The you that I called you to be is not like anything that is seem like you were before. I've destined you to be something new. According to the clock, I got 30 seconds. I'm going to take five minutes. Listen. God wants you to get this because there's lots of Christians that go to church but are without the anointing. And we're without the anointing because we want easy. <laughs> People don't want late nights. People don't want testing of your heart and your soul. People don't want days where you don't really know, you wonder if God really called you to do this thing or not. Maybe I'm the only one. Y'all ain't saying nothing. 
I dealt with it even last week myself. And the enemy came in in a very strong way in my life, and I had to fight my way through it. But he came through, and I mean, had me thinking all kinds of stuff about myself in a moment. And that's why you got to say you got to break through. Somebody say you got to break through. And you, some people end up saying, you know what, I'm just sick of this call. I'm not going to fool with this because if I got to deal with these kinds of wars, because see, people see what you walk in and they don't understand what it took to get there. And that's why people are like, Apostle, lay hands on me. I'm not giving what I God and gave me to you, not you. Because uh, hello, somebody, you can't even be steady with coming to church and you want me to lay hands on you. I'm not giving you an impartation. Start at level one. Go to church consistently so God can discipline you. I'm not saying you're going to hell for not doing it. You're going to make it in heaven just fine, probably. What I'm saying is that God's trying to build discipline in you. I don't have never, 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 never heard of an undisciplined disciple. Would you look at somebody real quick and say, if you're going to be a disciple of Christ. I said, tell them, if you're going to be a disciple of Christ, you're going to walk in discipline. You know, because some of you are not getting it. You think I'm just jabbing at people don't come to church consistently, but that's not what it is. I'm trying to build in you. I'm trying to build in you this discipline. There's always an excuse, and there's always something else to do. You think I ain't got choices? The more money you get, the more choices you get. You ain't saying nothing. Say amen. Go find me a brunch too. Appreciate your brunch. Don't I say nothing? I go find me a beach too. I make a decision that I'm going to be in the place God's ordained me to get so I can get the orders that he's ordained for me to have so I can fulfill the purpose he ordained for me to fulfill. Y'all quiet in here because I'm on your toes, but say amen anyway. I'm done. The oil has to be protected. Say this, I'm out of your way. The oil is very sensitive to its surroundings. Study it for yourself. If you don't believe me, study it for yourself. The olive oil is very sensitive to its surroundings. This is why you have to be very careful of where you subject your anointing to. I'm not talking about the places that you go in to release the kingdom. Not what I'm saying. Saying you got to be careful for the place, the places that you settle yourself in and that you find community in. We're called to go into the dark places. We're called to go into the places that are crazy. We're called, we're called into to, to ratchet eternity. We just called into all of it. I got it. That's what I came up with. We, we, we just called into it. We called to go. But I want you to be very careful with where you take this oil. Because if you're not very careful where you take this oil, Joas, you'll find out that, that the oil will receive contaminants. That's why I can't just go to any old church. Because I have to put my oil in the right storehouse. I got to remain in the right place. I say, I, I, I put you in a place that seems dark and it seems dim because I've given you a special treasure. And this treasure I've given you is the oil. This oil is going to transform everything around you. But you've got to protect it. You, my friend, 
are a keeper of the oil. Your assignment is not like anybody else's assignment. The thing that he's destined you to do is not like anybody else's destiny. And at first glance, it doesn't seem exciting and it doesn't seem great. But if you would just go through your process, there's a place of prominence that God is calling you to. And this place of prominence, nobody will be able to remove you from that place. You've got to stick in there, no matter how hard it gets. you got to stay in there. And some of you are like, but God, why do they get to do the stuff I don't get to do? Why do they get to go to places I don't get to go? Why do they get to say the stuff I don't get to say? Because your assignment is different. If you want their journey, then you're asking for their for their assignment. You're asking for their thing. But when you understand that God has put something different upon you, then you're no longer measuring everybody else's thing. There are places and things that people do that I can't do. It's sin for me because he told me not to. It may not be written out in the Ten Commandments, but because he told me not to go, for me to go is sin. I hope you're getting this. Because to go would be in disobedience. And I'm not going to concern myself with what they're doing because what they're doing is what they're doing. It's their assignment. But if I'm going to get what God called me to get, I have to stop fighting my process. I want you to lift your hands. Father, I thank you right now for what's about to enter this room. I thank you, Father, for the grace that's coming upon every one of these individuals. I thank you, Lord, you're breaking off the spirit of comparison. Where the enemy has tried to come in and make us compare ourselves against others. When the enemy has tried to come in to make us focus on what other people are doing and, and how you're using them, Father, we are committed in a brand new way that we're going to be keepers of the oil. We're going to be keepers of the assignment that you've given us. We're going to be keepers of what you've destined for us to do. And no longer, Father, are we going to reject our process. And no longer are we going to look at what everybody else is doing, how fast or slow they got it. But, Lord, our heart's so focused on you. Right where you are, I want you just to begin to tell God yes. What am I saying yes to him for? I'm saying yes to his process. Whatever that process looks like, I want what you have available for me. I don't want to look like that person and I don't want to look like the next. I don't want to look like that individual and I don't want to look like that one. But I want to look like what you made me, Father. You gave me a name from my mother's womb. You gave me an ordination from my mother's womb. There's something that you ordained for me to do and I'm aligning myself with it right now. I say yes. I say yes, Father, to your will. No matter how hard and difficult it is, no matter how grueling it is, at times uh, my answer is yes uh, my answer is yes God uh, when the money is there my answer is yes when the money isn't uh, my answer is yes when I got friends uh, and my answer is yes when nobody's there my answer is yes oh God uh, when it makes me smile uh, and it's yes when it makes me cry my answer is yes oh God when it feels good uh, and yes when it don't feel good at all my answer is yes all the time all day my answer is yes I need about 100 people to lift your hands, open your mouth, and begin to lift your yes to him. Lift your yes to him. 
Hell wants you to say no. Hell wants you to say no. Hell wants you to reject your purpose. Hell wants you to reject your destiny. Hell wants you to miss your process, miss your promise. And there is a yes that's coming in this room right now that says, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, your will be done. My answer is yes. 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 I'll keep the oil. I'll keep the oil. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, yes. 